Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Please subscribe, leave a review, comment, share, and consider supporting the podcast on Patreon, even at the producer and sponsorship levels. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Dane Espergard about creating and driving positive company culture. Dane Espigard, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Hi, happy to be here. It is a pleasure to be with you today. You're joining us from the Austin, Texas area. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about creating and driving positive company culture. I think this is always an important topic. It's always one that most organizations struggle with. I think everyone has aspirational goals and they have good intentions. Yet oftentimes we have toxic behaviors. We have inequitable systems. We have things that continue to manifest themselves despite whatever our best intentions might be. So we're going to be talking about more uh, around what we can do to disrupt the unhealthy behaviors, the unhealthy systems, replace them with more positive scaffolding so that we can have that that, uh, positive and healthy company culture that can help everyone thrive and succeed in our organization. As we get started, I wanted to share Dane's bio with everybody. Dane Espigard is a culture consultant who teaches, assists, and executes the implementation of a culture centered around dream achieving. The system is bottom up and puts the emphasis on the development and personal lives of the team members. Dane works with companies in a very simple manner to get the culture started and leaves them with some very easy implementation steps. Dane brings a successful people-oriented method to market in his latest book, The Dream Machine, and you can connect with him at www.daneespigard.com. It's a pleasure to be with you. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in further? No, I think, I think that, uh, that sums it up pretty, pretty well. Okay, excellent. So why don't you start by describing for us The Dream Machine, uh, your book, as well as uh, this approach that you have in working with culture in organizations, and then we can start to really drill down and and pull it apart. Yeah, absolutely. So the whole the whole concept <clears throat> stemmed from the organization that I've run in the direct sales industry for the past decade, and I've been in that field for the last twenty years. And uh, upon moving a few different times, I had the opportunity to start teams from scratch. And uh, each time that I did that, I got a little clearer on what I wanted my culture to be. And um, the last time that I moved within that organization was end of 2012. And so I you know, asked myself, hey, if this is the last move and the last time that I'm starting a, a team from scratch, what's the culture that I want it to be moving forward? What's one that I would be happy with you know, 10 years later? And, and um, I came back to an experience that I had at a corporate event where 
the speaker, Matthew Kelly, um, asked everybody to kind of create their dreams list. And, uh, and I got a ton of energy from that. And it was something that sat with me for quite a while. And so I just revisited that and uh, started a team centered around, uh, we called it the dream team. And um, that, that system has basically evolved over, over the last, uh, last 10 years to be what it is today. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So why don't you d- d- uh, describe that a little bit more for us? Um, what goes into the dream team and the dream mm-hmm. ach- achieving in my mind, you know, it goes to these aspirational kinds of goals and vision and, and uh, those sorts of things. Um, but I, I su- suspect there's much more to it. Yeah. Well, and, and when I also, when I did this, part of me was, you know, thinking, well, I don't have a big budget for payroll for additional roles and people to drive this. And so it really built organically. And so it starts with just helping people to create their own dreams list. We call it a menu, right? But it's, you know, some people think of it as a bucket list, but there are things that we'd want to do experience or ways that we'd want to live throughout our life. We take people through nine different categories. Um, And so it's a little different than a normal goal setting workshop where, you know, I'm sure most professionals have gone through that at some point in their life. And so we go through from travel to adventure to financial to, you know, family and relationships and faith. And, uh, and we really try and touch every area of the life. And, and so the work portion is a really small piece of it. But when we help people to create these massive lists, for some people, that's all they need is just some time to spend on them to say what, what matters to me. And, and maybe over the course of having kids and a family, we get away from, you know, the things that light us up and we just kind of go through the motions of week to week, month to month. And so I've seen a lot of people just creating a list, does a lot of good work for them. Um, we now have developed it where we, you know, assist with the creation of the list. And then I get a copy of, of you know, usually it's most of their list. Some people it's 100%, whatever they feel comfortable sharing. And then we're able to utilize that within our structure, within our organization to use for incentives, rewards, thank yous, birthday gifts. And so whenever I'm spending money as, as a team leader, it's, you know, to thank somebody, it's instead of a gift certificate or something else random, I look at their, I open up their dreams list and I say, what's something that this person was excited about? Let me gift them that experience or let me you know, somehow assist with this. Um, so it's, it's been great for that to show people that they matter as the individual, not in terms of the dollar amount that they bring to the business. And, uh, you know, that, that's a portion of it. The other portion is we just, we have a, a dialogue within work that is centered around personal growth and it's centered around you should be growing so that you can experience life at another level. And I believe that if I'm assisting individuals with their own personal growth and getting to that next level so they can live a more exciting life, it's impossible for them to be just thriving at home and then dead at work, right? They're just, they're a different individual the way they show up when they're achieving at, uh, on their home life. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. And like you said, it's, it's, it's healthy to just have the opportunity to sit back and reflect and take the time to really think about our personal values, what's important important to us, what our priorities are moving forward, and then to have that facilitated a little bit um, so that we can devote the time to doing it. And then I like how you, you focus on, you know, those spot awards, those, those opportunities for recognition, those opportunities for just little nudges along the way um, that you can turn to the list and, and give people what actually is very meaningful to them. Uh, because yeah. honestly, what a lot of organizations do, and, you know, I, I, I don't blame organizations for doing this. It's kind of what the norm is, 
but you just, you say, Oh, someone did something cool. Let's give them a monetary spot award or yeah. let's, let's give them a little, you know, five-year anniversary pin, or let's give them this or that. You know, these little things that for a lot of people don't mean anything. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of a nice gesture, but it does, it's not actually meaningful. It's not a salient motivator in any way, but when yep. you tap into what uh, they actually value, then all of a sudden, even a pretty small thing, something that costs you almost nothing or, you know, relatively nothing, um, it, it can have a huge disproportionately large impact on them. Uh, and, I, and I think even, you know, everyone likes getting a monetary bonus. I don't know anyone who would turn it down and say, I don't want that. But, you know, you could spend a couple thousand dollars on like a spot award bonus versus, you know, just something that shows you know them, you care about them, they're yeah. seen, they're heard. And it may only cost you a couple hundred bucks. And yet that, that just sticks with them and yeah. it, it really influences them. So I'm not advocating to get rid of like paying people fair living wages or to give them right. monetary rewards. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that, you know, we can be thoughtful about this and we all are under pressure and we all have constraints in terms of budgets. Um, so let's, let's do it in a way that makes sense. And, and on that note too, is it's, you know, when I think about I've done in the past before where it's, you know, oh, I really want to show this person appreciation, but then the amount of work that would go into me to figure out what would really light them up. And, and I just maybe don't have time. So it's so much simpler to be like, um, Hey, how about a $200 gift certificate to this restaurant or something like that to say, you know, at least they know that I'm thinking of them. Well, when I have everybody's lists, it is that fast, just open it up and check it out or have my assistant open it up and check it out and say, what's, what's something that fits the price range of this. And, you know, we use, we have the vocabulary now within our team where everybody is talking about their dreams on a regular basis. And, you know, I know how that this has impacted my marriage and my relationship with my kids. And so what I love about it is that they're extending like this, this entire conversation at work about living a life of your dreams is also bleeding into their family lives. And, uh, and we get to see this as we, you know, we have a couple, two times a year within our team where we get everybody together and we do the brainstorming process um, to, to create more in the list. So it's pretty neat to see it kind of spread within the family, family life as well. So as, as I continue to think through this, um, you know, obviously the benefits of just self-reflection, people taking the time for their own, just self-awareness, uh, and then, you know, what's motivating to them, that's important, uh, as a boss, as a leader, um, just showing that we care enough to lift, to, to do this, facilitate it, and then listen Mm -hmm. and demonstrate that we hear them, we see them, that's beneficial, that builds trust, that builds relationships, um, and then collectively, as we're doing this together, as you described, then we can start to know each other better. Uh, we yeah. can start to support each other in our dreams. And, you know, I, I'm thinking of just like random things that may have nothing to do with business at all, may have nothing to do with the work you're doing. Um, but, you know, maybe someone on the side, they have a hobby of like, they're trying to do stand up or something like that, you know, uh, and, yeah. and maybe, maybe there's just little things you can do to support them in doing that. And it doesn't actually enhance directly enhance what they're doing on your team at work, but indirectly, you know, there's yeah. cross, there's cross pollinization, there's creativity, there's energy, there's a, a renewed sense of meaning and purpose in their life, all of that, which is going to make their work better uh, while they're at work. And so, you know, it could be anything, right? It, it, yep. Stand up is just one example, but it could be anything. And as we tap into those things, 
uh, it can really enrich uh, those opportunities and create a dynamic um, team environment and culture yeah. where people feel like they have the opportunity to live their best lives, be, be their whole authentic selves, and they don't have to compartmentalize. And I think that's a, a big difference from what we see in a lot of organizations, even when the intention is good. Because yeah. I, I do think most leaders have good intentions. Most leaders want to do right by their people. Most people, most leaders do want their, their team to feel psychologically safe. They do want their team to, to uh, be able to be healthy and safe and, and bring their whole authentic self to work. I think most people want those things, yep. but the aspiration often doesn't meet reality. And, and so this is one really fun way to go about bridging that gap. Yeah. And, and if I can pile on with that too, it's, you know, what, if anything that, that people have learned from the great resignation over the course of the last couple of years is that, you know, the studies showed after and during that, that people wanted to be valued for, for who they were, not the, again, line item of what they did at work and people want to feel a part of something. And so when I started doing these, especially internally, we would just do the create your list. Let me get a copy of it. And then I can show you some love and, and, you know, support you in those things. What we also then started to do, and this was more, I'd, I'd like to say I could see the end result before I did it, but that was not the case where we started doing these breakout groups while we do, we call them dreams workshops, but we'll, we'll put people in small groups and they'll select which ones they want to share and they'll go around. And the purpose is for them to have some fun, but also to steal some from other people where they hear and they're like, oh, that's great. And what's, what's come from that section has been these amazing bonding opportunities within these workshops. I just did one of these for a um, um, smaller company uh, that's all virtual. Their team is virtual spread out across the U.S. and they have one offsite a year. And I got brought in to be their you know, activity, if you will. And um, there's about 25 of them. They see each other once a year and then they work on Zoom. Right. And uh, or, you know, other other avenues. And so the, the connections that were happening between them as they were sharing, there was so much common ground that was found. But there was also so much individual like I had no idea that you were into blank. I had no you know, one guy, for instance, at the end did a public share to the whole group. And he just said, hey, my the thing that I'm going to take action on from here is and it was three or four different things that all connected to, and that's my attempt to, you know, maintain my sobriety. And you could just feel the group, you know, the group started giving around applause. Like they were just supporting this individual and what they were doing. When is that going to come up in an all, you know, a company wide thing and everybody's like, you know, Hey, so-and-so you're awesome. It's, it's so cool to see the connections that are made and people then after that, they understand that this person here is a family because we went through the family, you know, category instead of just the, Hey, how the kids, right. It's, Hey, I know you said you were trying to do more date nights with your wife. Have you been able to do that? Right. Or celebrating publicly. Hey guys, I know when we met last week, I said, I was going to try and do more date nights. My wife and I just went on a date and I uh, just wanted to share. So we work with a company. I've got a call later today with that exact company to give them here are the things to do leaving that workshop that will keep that dreaming culture growing uh, within your organization. And, and one of them is just, you know, spotlighting the individuals that are doing that and making sure that we're recognizing that before any performance at work, right. To show mm. the movement of, of, of the people in the organization. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I, so I, I think this is a, a really great description of a type of activity ongoing that you can do and how you can then 
uh, build that into uh, different aspects of the organization on an ongoing basis, which probably is going to be what drives any sort of long-term impact. Uh, I am wondering, you know, what you see as the biggest hurdles to this kind of an approach, um, and how, you know, really getting where the rubber meets the road, you know, getting things yeah. to, to uh, implementation uh, so that we can see, you know, getting beyond just the aspirational vision and goals and, you know, having dreams is wonderful, but getting beyond the, the, that stage to the point where it's actually making a difference in the real lives of the people on our team. Yeah, I think the, you know, the, the leader is the, the lid to the organization, right? So they say, and, and so the, the, where the rubber meets the road with this is the, the leadership team and their willingness for buy-in on this. And um, in my experience, the, the rate at which this kind of like gets rooted in an organization and how fast it can grow is really a reflection of the individual leadership team and how much they're adopting the program. And the teams that have just grown like wildfire with it, it's because the CEO, I can think of one of the first companies I had the opportunity to work with, Malk, um, which is an organic milk company. And, and uh, the CEO, Jason, you know, when he heard about this, he was like, I love this because this is, this is something that is important to him in his life. And so he brought it to his team. His team has taken off. He is the head of his marketing. Um, he texted me two months after their, their event and he said, Onyx has completed 18 dreams in the first 60 days from that retreat. And that's not, that, that is a hundred percent because the, the CEO is constantly talking about his dreams now. And so it's gotta be something that the leadership team, this isn't a bandaid. This isn't just a, okay, let's go and do this one workshop. And there we go. If somebody wants it to continue, it, it's, it just happens through conversation. And what I always talk to the leadership team about is, this actually gives the CEO, the management, whoever, whatever the term is in somebody's organization, it gives them permission to actually live more authentically out loud. And, you know, I, I, my own journey with, with development and kind of rising through the ranks is, you know, when I was in college, I stayed with an organization because I wanted the lifestyle of some of my mentors. And then once I achieved that level of success, I actually started not talking about my lifestyle because I felt conflicted with, well, you know, I know that somebody on my team maybe doesn't have the same financial situation or autonomy or flexibility to be able to travel or do these things. So I wouldn't publicize them. And what I didn't recognize is I was actually hurting the opportunity and the, in the growth, you know, situation of somebody on my team, because they weren't getting to see what I was really experiencing. And when there's a full, you know, uh, upload, if you will, of like, hey, this is how we're living. I want you to live your dreams and I'm going to do the same. It now gave, gives permission to that CEO to take that trip, which they were probably going to take anyways, but also to be public about it and say, hey, this is a list. This was something that was on my, my and my husband or my and my wife's dreams list and we're going to do it. And now it's celebrated instead of a, you know, oh, so-and-so is just not here for a little while. And I, so I think it's really the leader in their willingness to, to, to live this. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Academy. Courses, micro-credentials, and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. 
All HCI Academy courses, micro-credentials, and certificates are designed, developed, and delivered by award-winning and internationally renowned scholars, educators, thought leaders, executives, and practitioners. Our courses, micro-credentials, and certificates will help you make your mark on the future of work and make an immediate impact in your organizations. Check out the HCI Academy and our many course offerings and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Yeah, and and as I mentioned in the introduction to the episode, again, there's lots of things you can do that are related to culture uh, and healthy organizational culture, where a lot of them, most of them fail, frankly, is that they they end up being one-off types of activities or events. They're not actually integrated into the mindset and the structures, the systems, the policies, practices, procedures of the team. Um, and, and therefore, you know, it's just kind of a feel good, you know, we had a, a, a meeting where we did this fun activity and then over time people forget about it. Uh, some people might continue it, um, but, but largely it'll just go forgotten after a period of time. And so something like this, where it doesn't need to be directly embedded into a performance management process or anything like that. So we're not talking about that kind of embeddedness, that kind of integration, but we are talking about having it be something that resurfaces periodically where mm-hmm. it's part of the dialogue it's part of the storytelling it's part of the conversations that occur in in more organic fashions where you actually refer back to the list in terms of trying to um you know find meaningful ways to to acknowledge and motivate your people uh, all of that if we do that consistently over time the chances of impact are going to go way way up and yep. it, whether it's this or any number of other types of right. culture interventions uh, it's going to go way, way up if we do those sor- sorts of things consistently. When we don't, um, when it becomes a one-off, then, you know, it just it's just a fun activity and right. and th- that's about where it'll end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with you in that, that the magic really is in, in that integration. And one of the things that we started doing at the, at the end of our workshops, and this has really been in the last probably four years that, you know, we spend the last amount of our time together. We usually take a, a substantial break allow kind of people to breathe and have conversation and, and have some fun. And then we end it with taking some action while they're still in that motivated state. And so they'll take a look at their list that they just created a hundred to 200 things that are on there. That's typically what people will end with. 
and they'll find some low hanging fruits some things that they could take some action on in the next three to six months. And then we give them the space right there. And this, at, at first when I did this, I was like, well, they could just do this at home. But the fact is we just, we don't prioritize this. And so we, we sit and we work together on like, Hey, do some research, send some texts, call some people that some of these dreams would involve, right? Like a lot of times people will have things involving other people. Like, Hey, I, I want to go, uh, I want to take my dad who's older. I want to take him to, the, to his favorite sports team's game. Right. And so it's like, okay, well right now go and look at the schedule and go and call your father to see which one works. And then let's book something now. And so where we've had a lot of success with organizations is when their people take action right in that moment. Well, then what happens is they're going to have at least one victory in the three to six months leaving this event. And when they do, then they have, that's an opportunity for the business, the team to recognize publicly, which is a really great little nudge, not in any obligation, but a nudge to say to everybody else, like, I got to get back to my list. There's been a few businesses that have taken this to the next level, which has been awesome. The team that I just worked with at the very end, everybody went through their list and they found the ones that they thought they could do. And then the CEO basically took back the mic and said, Hey, just a quick announcement. Um, I'm going to gift everybody. There's going to be an extra $500 on your check this next week. It's already in the works, but it has to be spent on something on your dreams list. And there were, there were grown men crying that were like, I just can't believe this, that not only are we doing this and exploring our dreams, but you know, business is putting their money where their mouth is to say you really matter. So what, what that team did is they basically guaranteed the first six months of this program really rocking. And all they have to do now is capture those highlights in those moments. And that's, those are the ingredients to keep this thing moving. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Dane, this has just been a really fun conversation. I appreciate you sharing your insights around the streams list and the dream team and the dream approach uh, with me and my listeners today. I know at the time I'm going to have to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap up, I want to give you a chance to share with listeners, how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, uh, how they can, uh, you know, get a hold of you and stay abreast of, of all the cool things you're doing. And then give us a final word on the topic for today. Sure. Yeah. The easiest way to find me is just on my website, which is daneespigard.com. And, um, or on Instagram, I post a lot of stuff that's associated with dreams and other people's kind of dream highlights, um, which is fun online. Um, and for all the listeners to what I, what I decided to do this year is that the purpose of the book was to make an A to Z guide for any business owner to be able to run their own workshops. So they can just all in one buy the book and be able to, to implement some change right away. And so if anybody wants to get a free copy of the book, they can just go to my website, danaspigard.com forward slash free gift, and they can get a download, um, a free PDF of the book as well to, to get started on their change. So there's also a spot on the website to book a call if somebody's interested in that as well. And um, if I were to leave last, last tips on the, or not tips on the topic, but thoughts on the topic, the whole book was written from the quote, uh, which, which I feel appropriate to, is appropriate to share, which is when there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. And in, in a time over the course of the last couple of years, when um, it hasn't been quite as easy to get hope from outside sources, right? And we've seen a lot of mental health challenges and happiness challenges uh, over the course of the last couple of years. I, I think that there's never been a more perfect time for people to kind of go on their own journey dreaming because they create their own hope and own certainty for what they have in their calendar over the course of the next year to two years. And that can bring them a lot of, uh, a lot of excitement and power to, uh, to the now. 
Perfect. Thank you, Dane. It has been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Dane and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Check out my new book, The Future Leader, Creating and Transforming Next-Gen Organizations. Stemming from two decades of professional experience and over 600 in-depth interviews with executives, thought leaders, and scholars from across the globe, The Future Leader will help you explore the ordinary, everyday actions that will help you to prepare to lead in the future of work, to respond to an uncertain future, and to produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue, what some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There is no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of your problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.